0: And why? Fe Day after the jet's green and white scrimmage. Not much of a scrimmage. Basically just a practice an ordinary practice, to be honest. Um, positionals much of the same from training camp and then broken off into teams ones versus ones, twos versus twos threes versus threes for everyone there the lower bowl at MetLife Stadium was pretty full and you know regular night, regular practice just at the big boy venue at MetLife Stadium And what you see on the screen here for the YouTube people is your guy, Jamal Adams. Now, he's not only just the most talented safety in the league. I think he was, uh, what, five votes shy of first team All-Pro honors a year ago. Um, Jackson from Chicago with his numbers. Derwin James, San Diego. LA, excuse me, bested him for the first team, but Jumo was the best safety in the league last year. He did it, unlike Derwin and Jackson, without a legitimate pass rush in front of him. He did it with far less talent around him. So, calling him the most talented safety in the league is not a stretch by any means. He is. When you look at the film, there's no question. But when it comes to football, it's not just about talent. Talent comes after other attributes. It comes after the will to play. It comes after dedication. It even sometimes comes after helping build a culture. And that's what's so great about Le'Veon, I'm sorry, Jamal And Saquon on the other side, on the blue side. These guys are more than talent. They build cultures. They do everything on and off the field that folks don't generally see. That builds winning football programs. And last night, it was on full display for Jamal. You got it. You got it. Man. Thanks, man. I'm, like, man. I'm running out of voice. You ready? <laughs> Go ahead. You get the <laughs> yes, 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 yes. This is Jamal Adams hanging around the stadium with everybody gone hours after practice ended, signing autographs for the fans. Completely into it. It doesn't get much better than that. Once practice ended, they made Jamal the face. They, they presented him to the media. Him and Khalil. And then Gase in the press room. Jamal. What stands out is how genuine he is. He's talking to the, the media. I'm on the outside of the circle. You, you can't record it. You try recording it, it's too loud. The fans are everywhere. It just doesn't work. You have to wait for the Jets to come out with the video or the transcript. He, he's talking to media in a respectful way. And then a song comes on he likes, and he just starts dancing. He just starts moving and dancing. Not in a disrespectful way whatsoever. He just couldn't help himself. Full of energy, full of that youthful enthusiasm. That helps drive everything this team is trying to do and that's part of the reason the media eats him up. That's part of the reason they love him. And once he was done with the media, he went right over to the fans. They're screaming at his name. It's a mob scene. They're all after him. I turned to one of the Jets' top PR guys and say and said, "Man, he's exactly what you want in a face of the franchise." Of course, Sam Darnold is the face. It's just the way the NFL works, quarterbacks. But 1A, 1B, Jamal Adams, it's exactly what you want. You can't, you can't manufacture this. Either kid has it or he doesn't have it, and he has it. And the PR man, PR individual who will go, uh, who will remain nameless because that's, it's not proper to name people in this scenario, this situation, he turned to me and said, and it's real, and it's genuine, it's not fake, that enthusiasm, the way he interacts with fans, and man, it's so completely true, and for the Giants people out there, I think Saquon Barkley is that of the same mold, and, though, and listen, you could argue all you want about the Barkley-Darnold debate. I would have taken Darnold, too. Quarterback is that important. We've seen in the NFL running backs, and it's not the running backs' faults. It's just the way the rules are presented. Offensive line schemes, if you play fantasy football, you understand it. Yeah, you could separate talented running backs from lesser talented running backs, but it's the offensive line, and it's the scheme, and it's the coaching that creates monster running back statistical seasons. In Denver, Olandis, Gary, Mike Anderson, it didn't matter who they put behind that line in that offense. They got it done. Priest Holmes was a, was garbage in Baltimore. Garbage. Nearly out of the league. He goes to Kansas City. He's one of the best fantasy players of all time. Last year, Damian Williams in Kansas City. I mean, are we kidding here? C.J. Anderson in L.A. for Todd Gurley. So you could debate Donald Barkley, all you want. What you can't debate is the intrinsic value Barkley offers up for the Giants. It, it comes in the same fashion as Adams does for the Jets. And that's number takeaway number one from the green and white scrimmage last night. Takeaway number two, Adam Gase, following practice, was ready for this question. He was asked, do you regret leaving Avery Williamson in the game? He responded with a quick yes. Now, who's responsible? Who, listen, the head coaching situation with the Jets, it's almost offensive head coach, defensive head coach. Greg Williams is that respected. It's almost Dick Buddy Ryan. So, even if Greg Williams went with that personnel, his explanation was to keep Avery on the field because Hewitt is playing a new position. He's playing the mic. And he wanted some veteran talent next to him. So, But even if Greg Williams threw Avery out there, that doesn't mean uh, Gase couldn't have stopped it. He didn't stop it. Avery Williamson gets hurt. And the rest is history. So he admitted that. Other things, Chris Herndon, he's not going to uh, pull back on Herndon. He's going to leave Herndon with the first team all preseason even though he's suspended for those first four games. little surprising there because there's no clear-cut number two tight end. Tom Linton will probably get a lot of work. Griffin will probably get a lot of work. Daniel Brown was tremendous. He received a lot of targets, a lot of action last night in the scrimmage, in practice. Uh, he's their true vertical threat tight end. The only other one, aside from Herndon, by far. Griffin's more of a balanced guy is more of a blocker. goes more of a blocker. So expect that uh, rotation to continue when Herndon is suspended for the first month. What else did we see from practice? Well, it's, we saw a lot of dime look last night. We saw a lot of the coaches focusing on heavy pass situations, third and long. Marcus May was with the first team. What we saw was a lot of three safety sets. This means May and Miles deep as the two safeties with Jamal Adams acting as the edge, acting as the linebacker, acting as the robber, or even Miles and Jamal in the box with May deep as a single high. That's going to be a huge package for the Jets. When the offense is in third and long or even second and long, And they stick with eleven personnel, four receivers. They'll go to it a lot, but throwing long, they'll get the dime, their big dime out there. Three corners, three safeties, and Jamal Adams will do a lot of pass rushing. He'll do a lot of linebacker work. He'll do a lot to try to alleviate what Avery Williamson would have brought to the defense, and. It's probably a coincidence that we saw it last night because they needed to still work on these dime packages. But it's interesting that they're working on these dime packages a lot more last night rather than the rest of the summer. You know, the practice after Avery Williamson gets hurt because that means Jamal is in Greg Williams' wheelhouse, the toy. You could blitz him. You could use him on the edge as run support. You could use him as a second linebacker next to Mosley. And the way it looks is six DBs in there. You know, you get to three corners, pool in the slot, may and miles deep, or may single high, miles as a strong safety, opposite Jamal Adams. Then you get your three rushers, two linebackers, or four down linemen, one linebacker. So Mosley and Hewitt, or Mosley and Cashman. With three-man front, which would be Leonard Williams, Henry Anderson, Jordan Jenkins. Or Quinnen, Leo, Jordan Jenkins. Going with the three big guys is tough because you need at least one pure edge. Which Jordan Jenkins is at least a little bit. Even though he's more of a bull rusher. But... Jam- the point is Jamal Adams... Is an in-the-box player in the looks that we were seeing last night. On the screen here, you see Deontay Burnett. Terrific catch on the sprint out from Simeon. One-handed by the flag touchdown. Um, other standouts, Khalil was with the first team. Uh couldn't get a much of a sense for how the, the, the first team offensive line looked. Here's a play from Le'Veon, right up the gut. Let's try to let's look at it again, see what see what it was. Just a quick hitter. I can't tell if it was an inside zone or just a straight man dive. Looks like an inside zone, but the angle, it's impossible to tell. Um, you know, pretty pretty standard. Great event for the fans. Jamal Adams was tremendous, and, and it really shows. And also, the other thing, Le'Veon, Gase confirmed that he's not going to play during the preseason. We all knew this. What's the point in asking? You know... Le'Veon Bell, he'll bring the headlines in, but come on. We don't need to ask. We already know. Uh, Fireworks after the show. I did not get to see that. Um, Marcus May was back. Khalil was in there. And for everyone thinking Blake Cashman has an inside track to be that second tight end, I said it on uh, Jets All The Way, the last podcast, yesterday. He doesn't. Neville Hewitt is the guy right now. It's C.J. Mosley and Neville Hewitt. Cashman still has a lot of work to do. And James Burgess as well. Uh, You know, Cashman, uh, Burgess is ahead of Cashman as well. Early in camp, Cashman is getting rotated in as a nickel, uh, as a sub linebacker. But he's not getting those looks much anymore. And he hasn't been getting rotated in as a first teamer, a pure first teamer. Hewitt is. Copeland and Louvu are as the will linebacker in four three sets. Defensively, also noteworthy. Play the game defensively was made by Frankie Louvu and James Burgess. Uh, three step drop. It was either a slant or a flat to the right. I think it was Simeon threw it, Uh, tight end was blocking Luvu, I forget if it was Brown or Griffin, but one of them, Luvu diagnosed the play immediately, it was a tremendous play, once he realized it was a three-step drop and he wasn't going to get to the quarterback, he slowed down, timed it perfectly, jumped in the air to bat the ball away, and deflected it right to Burgess, Burgess catches it, goes to the house for a pick six, I think it was a pick six, I'm not sure if he got tracked down, but that was the play of the game defensively by far, and for Brown or Griffin blocking the guy, you got to. I know you're, you're a tight end and you're not a tackle and you're looking to um, take on the, the speed rusher, but you got to know it's a three step drop. And because it's a three step drop, you got to remain engaged or cut. You can't let the hands get up defensively. So that'll be a teaching point offensively. You can't give that space because if you give that space, the hands can go up and deflect a three step drop. If it's a 5-7 step drop, yeah, give that space. Because that defensive lineman is going to rush the passer. He's not going to stop. He read the quarterback. He read that he was going to get rid of it quickly. He couldn't get to him. And the only thing he could do is potentially bat the ball down. So that was the, the defensive highlight of the game. And, uh, you know, Le'Veon was Le'Veon. Uh, Crowder was great. Um, you know, it was an interesting night all the way around. Gase very remorseful about Avery Williamson. But Jamal Adams, folks, you you can't wish for anything better than what Jamal Adams is. You just can't do it. The way he interacts, the way he conducts himself, you can't buy that. Either a kid has it or he doesn't. And if the kid has it and also is the best player in the league, the most talented player to his position in the league. You have a special kid, and you have a kid that you could build off of, and you could actually build a championship program with, and that's the goal. So Adams good, Geese remorseful, Greg Williams a lot of dime, big dime looks, with Miles and and May as the two deep safeties with Adams in the box, wreaking havoc. Daniel Brown, very good offensively. Burnett, tremendous catch. Khalil, in the mix now. Until next time, Sabre Radio.